0: In today's episode, we're talking about social proof, how to get it and how to use it in your business because when you get this right, it can be a brilliant way to get people to choose you over your competition.
1: JFDI with the two Lauras. This is the podcast for freelance social media marketers where we share tips, advice, and opinions on business and marketing. We've worked in this industry for so long and managed the marketing for so many clients in all sorts of industries. And there's one thing they all have in common when it comes to turning people into customers, and that is social proof. So in this episode, we are diving into social proof. What is it? How do we get it? what do you do with it once you've got it? And we've got all the answers. We're also going to share four common mistakes people make when it comes to social proof, so you can avoid those in your business. So keep listening to
0: hear those little nuggets. Okay, let's start then with what the hell is social proof? (laughs) (laughs) if someone's listening thinking i don't even know what you're talking about let's just go back to basics what is social proof
1: okay so well the, the obvious thing here is it's testimonials isn't it it's comments it's something where someone has reviewed you or your service and is saying obviously something positive about you
0: yeah someone else making you look good yeah exactly nice And it's not just that, is it? It's not just somebody singing your praises. There's loads of other things that could be seen as social proof. So, for example, if you have got lots of people who are using your products and they are sharing photos and it's just got your product in it, perfect, that's social proof. If there's a massive queue outside of a restaurant, that's Mm. social proof. It could be numbers. So it might be... So, for example, we often tell people that there have been over 4,000 freelancers gone through our programs. And once we say that, that immediately gives you a sense of confidence in what we do. By the way, that is a real number. 4,000 people have gone through our programs. So it's numbers as well, isn't it? It's seeing how many people have bought things or done things or said good things, or whatever. It's it's just the proof that it's not just you that's saying this is good.
1: Yeah. It's other it's people.
0: The, it's the facts,
1: isn't it? It's mm. the reality of you... And your, the proof that you're good at what you do, either yeah, by somebody's the proof that opinion. Yeah, people like it. Mm. Yeah, it's either someone else's opinion or it's the facts. It's the, of the numbers, etc.
0: Mm. So, why do we need it? What's so important about it?
1: <laughs> so, I'll tell you. I'll tell you a bit of a story. Uh, the other day, I was a friend of mine was looking for a social media marketer a freelance one. So obviously they came to me and I said, I'm going to spend an hour and spend an hour looking for somebody. And they were very, very specific of what they wanted in terms of the skills and also the niche that they are in. And it's a very niche niche. So obviously I looked on the directory, but I also went and looked on social media. And I looked at LinkedIn and Instagram mainly and there's a, lot, there's a lot of social media marketers out there and it was very difficult to find the people that I felt was right for this particular niche. And then when I did, I couldn't see any, anything. There was nothing to say to me that I should pick any one of them. There was no social proof. Whereas if I'd have gone onto someone's Instagram and been able to quickly scroll down, I wasn't going to scroll down for ages. So if you consider, say, that like that top nine, and I could see some kind of social proof, that would have made me go, yes, this person is good because blah, blah, said it. Or um, they've got some great kind of stats behind what they've achieved or whatever it may be. But no one did that. No one was sharing. That's disappointing. I know. No one was sharing. Like, I I wanted to ask the question, why you? Now, if I was, if it was an interview and someone was to ask the question, why should we hire you? Then, of course, that social media marketer will be able to, you know, well, I've achieved this and this is what people say about me and blah, 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 blah. But why aren't we putting it on our social media? (laughs) Like, why aren't we using it? And like... I'm sure someone will come back to me and say, oh, but I've got that on my website. Well, tough. I wasn't even going to go on your website. I was literally trying to find one or two people. Then I may have gone on their website. And then that might have been who I'd have then passed it over to my friend for. But I got to the end of the hour and I just said, I'm going to come back to this. Because I needed something to shout out at me to say... This is the person I should be hiring. And obviously I'm in the industry, so for me I wasn't swayed by follower numbers and like engagement even on posts. Like but I appreciate that sometimes can be social proof that people will use to make a decision rightly or wrongly, but I so but I wasn't looking at that. I was literally looking for something that answered the question, why should I hire you? What makes you better than anybody else?
0: Yeah. And like you just said, that somebody might say, well, it's on my website. I think we need to remember, and this is something you say all the time, we need to remember mm-hmm. our laziest reader. And our laziest reader isn't going to go find your, your profile, go and click on your bio, go into your website, make sure that we find the right page where you've put that social proof. It needs to be really obvious, doesn't it?
1: Yeah. And if
0: it's not obvious, then you are leaving money on the table. Totally. Because, you know, Laura Davis won't have recommended you.
1: yeah but it's you know it's not going to just be me is it and no of course not you know and I used to I I would guarantee that if I when I used to actually market my own business my freelance business if I shared a testimonial or one of my results on my social I can guarantee I'd have had a DM or a comment asking how they can work with me yeah, like it's so good to share social proof, and it's just such a shame people aren't doing that. Mm.
0: I think also when you share social proof, it can make people see you as an option, even if they're not actively looking at that point. So you then stick on their radar because yeah, you might yeah. have shared maybe you shared some I don't know Facebook ad stats or something, and they've seen that and thought, oh, Facebook ads was something that I was thinking about doing in three months. Now that person's on my radar.
1: Yeah, yeah. So they could save if, that piece of content for later yeah. and or start
0: following you maybe. and Yeah, or they yeah. share it with somebody else and go, have you seen this? Yeah. yeah. You know, look what this person's saying about this this person. Yeah. Um, and also, if it's a client who's given you like really good feedback and you've put that maybe on your Instagram, whatever, that client is quite likely to share that. So you'll then get in front of more people. So I just think there's a missed opportunity. And
1: if you work within a very specific niche and... Sally from the hairdresser, say your niche is hairdresser. I don't know why we keep referring to hairdressing in our podcast at the moment. but um, So Sally from the hairdressers has done a review and you've put that out there on your socials and Sally's competitors or even just another hairdresser will go, oh, hang on. Well, I'm not getting those results with the person I'm using or I don't even have a social media marketer. I want to be as good as Sally. So I need this person too. So it really can
0: make such a difference. Yeah, totally agree. So how does somebody actually get social proof?
1: Well, number one for me is you just, you've just you just got to ask.
0: Oh, that <laughs> feels awkward, got... doesn't it?
1: Well, <laughs> yeah, but I never forget when my current, well, he's still my current client, when he had a great um, event, I'd done all the ads for it, generated all these leads and I have hopped on about this before, but they um, converted like £1.2 million, I think it was, of sales off the back of the ad campaign that I'd run. And he texted me at the end of the event and said that that, that had happened. And I literally, it was like, I, you know, strike while the iron's hot. <laughs> like I went straight back and said, can I put that on a graphic? <laughs> like, mm. can I use that as a testimonial? And to be fair to him, he wrote back with actually some context so I literally could screen grab it and so you've got to ask and but trying to time when you ask is really important so if you've got clients who you know are really really busy it could be a really busy point of their year then now might not be the time they just might not have the time to do it
0: and also they might not know what it is that they need to do
1: yeah, well, they might not know what to say. Like I've yeah. had clients before in the past go, "Okay, you write it, <laughs> mm-hmm. and I'll, I'll like tweak it." So, which yeah. I've never completely done that because I I don't think that, that's authentic. There's that word again. But I have gone back and said, "Well, if you could just talk about when we've achieved this, or you know, when we got these results, then that's the kind of thing I'd love." to have. But yes, your clients are not going to be thinking about your marketing. (laughs) So if you don't ask them, they're not going to give it to you. And yes, obviously sometimes it can just come up in conversation and then that's fine. And it might be just comments they leave somewhere and, and that is fine. But if you're actually wanting like a review, like a testimonial that you can put on your website, put on a graphic, all of that jazz, then you just ask for it. And it doesn't have to be difficult.
0: And I would say don't wait until the end of working with somebody to ask them for a review. You need yeah. to ask them when when you're getting good results for them and when the the relationship is going well. And I see a lot of people who are like, "Oh, I'm finishing up with my client, I need to ask for a review." Well, you should have done that before. Why are you waiting until you've finished up? That's not the best time. Uh, but I think the key point here is you need to ask. And so on that note, we would love some social proof from you. Um, We would love it if you would leave us a review and let us know what you think about the show so that we can then share that on our socials and in the podcast. So yeah, rate and review wherever you're listening and listen out for us saying your name on the podcast in the future. Yes, please. Thank you.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So after you've got some testimonials, you can also do some case studies. So you can beef it up a bit, can't you? So I've got some case studies on my website and again, you're going to have to ask for this though. You're going to have to time it right. So all the same applies, but you can put some meat on the bones. You don't actually have to necessarily have much more from your client in terms of they don't really need to contribute. But I would ask their permission, especially if you're going to be using on a website. Now, if they say no that doesn't mean that you can't write a case study. You can still write the case study about a brand that you have worked with, but it is unnamed. It's not quite the same, but don't feel like just because they say no, that you can't create a uh, case study.
0: Yeah. And I think those two things are quite, almost labour intensive and feel a bit awkward, but there are plenty of other ways that you can get social proof without it having to feel like that. So it could just be like screenshots of things that are going well, screenshots of data with customer details taken out can sometimes just prove that you're doing a good job. Maybe there's no good context in them, so they're not fantastic. But somebody seeing them will just see a little snapshot and think, oh, okay, it looks like that person's doing a good job. It could be that you just ask questions on a post. And when people say nice things, those comments become social proof and you keep com- you know, screenshots of those and use those in different um, places. little tip for that, by the way, you're taking screenshots of things, take them on mobile because then you know that they're always sized right for mobile. Anytime I see somebody where they screenshot it on desktop and then you try and read it on mobile, it's impossible to read. So always screenshot on the, a phone. That is a good tip. Thanks. The other thing you can do is to just ask questions like, have you used this? And when people are like, yeah, I have, I have, I have, that's good social proof. Yeah. You know, especially if you've got products or services and what have you. The comments
1: people can leave generally on, on your social media can be brilliant social proof mm. like we get this a lot don't we we've had some yeah. lovely positive comments about the podcast recently that have been on comments on our socials and we're forever screen grab screen grabbing them um so don't just assume you can only use like a formal testimonial if someone says oh i've just been to your master class and it was amazing or i've just you've just done an audit for me and it's literally changed my life <laughs> Mm. in a comment then that is amazing like take a screen grab
0: yeah stories when people have tagged you in stories oh that you know did you see this brilliant post i've used this tip it was it was great screen grab it they don't have to be talking about your specific services in order for it to be good social proof they could be talking about your free content they could be talking about an email you've sent they could be talking about podcasts you've been on it's all of that stuff is really good social proof Okay, so our listener has gathered all of this social proof. It's brilliant. What do they do with it? How do they go about using it? What is the, like, what's the step-by-step?
1: Well... Firstly, they need to have a system. So they need to record if they have permission to share. So if they don't have permission, they can then go and get the permission. Or in some situations, you could share without the person's name or identifying information, but you need to record whether you've got the permission or not.
0: Yeah, because I suppose if you've screenshot something today and you come to use it six months from now you're not going to remember whether Joe Blog said, yeah, you can use that or not. You need to have that recorded.
1: Yeah, totally. And then when you share it, you should have somewhere to write down when the last time you shared it was. So you can make sure that you're kind of rotating that social proof, that you're not just putting the same thing out all the time. Um, so being able to document when you've shared it would be super, and where super handy. as well
0: probably. Yeah,
1: that's a good point. Yeah.
0: Because you don't want to u- always use the same one on Twitter, for example, and a different one on LinkedIn. They, yeah, you need to record where they were shared too. Yeah. And so okay, so you've recorded all of that information, you know like all of that stuff. Then what?
1: Okay. Well you can share anything in the form of content. So you can use it to create content for your own social. So if someone has said something nice about you, then you could literally just share that piece of content as a positioning piece. But you could also use that social proof to back up something that you're saying. So it provides maybe a bit more value that you're actually teaching something maybe on some content and you can say as shared here by blah blah this is what they thought of it for example so it doesn't just always have to be taking a testimonial, chucking it on a graphic and putting it out there although there's nothing wrong with that but there you can also use it to weave into your more value-based content as well there's also opportunities to use your if you think back to what we were saying before about how when someone is looking for you where is it that they might want to see that social proof so for example if you're an inner hub member and you've got a listing on our meet the social pro directory then go and add it in there that's a classic example where people have a lot of choice and they're looking for the reasons of why it should be you
0: that's a good tip
1: thanks Lots of good tips on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> you could add it to your email signature. Um, again, that's just giving people confidence that maybe they're engaging with you on email. They're thinking, yes, this is the right person because it's on a on an email signature. If you're on LinkedIn, and I was thinking this because this is specifically one of the platforms I was looking for someone the other day, in those featured, what do you call it? Is it featured? Fe- featured? Featured, featured content, section featured post. I don't fe- really know
0: what they call it. The f-
1: the featured area at the top of your LinkedIn profile you can have testimonials there you could then link it to your case studies if you have any so and that's right at the top of your feed so it's easy for somebody to um spot that when they're again thinking why you um nice. if there's space if you've got some short snappy amazing review you could even but try like and get Laura Davis
0: is amazing that sort of
1: thing Perfect. Yeah, I'll go pop that on there now. I'll write that later Um, for you. (laughs) Thanks. So you can go and pop that in your bios. Again, it's giving people confidence. It's making you stand out from somebody different. So there are lots of different ways that you can use testimonials. Um, But just make sure that you're kind of rotating them, as we've mentioned, making sure that you're making note of where you've shared them and when you've shared them. So you can just make sure that you've got some kind of system in place to rotate these. But that's just a few ideas. I'm sure there are plenty of other creative ways in which you can share your social proof. But the most important thing is that you should be sharing it. so we have said at the start of this episode that we are going to share four common mistakes we see people making with social proof so if you're multitasking then come back in the room so you (laughs) can avoid these mistakes so
0: number one Okay so the first one is the most common one the one that most people listening to this podcast will probably resonate with is not sharing their social proof. Because this is really common like people spend time collecting social proof they save all of those screenshots they make them feel great but they save them just for maybe like a little bit of an ego boost when they need them and they don't ever share them with the big wide world. If you if you're saving social proof and you're not sharing it it's a complete waste of time. Remember what Laura Davis said about earlier where she was looking for somebody she needed to see that social proof. You need to have it displayed. So you need to share it in different ways uh, and make sure that you are sharing it.
1: And it's not just, you just say it's a complete waste of time. It's not just a complete waste of time. It's a waste of an opportunity. <laughs>
0: number two the second thing and this is what laura was just talking about before the second big mistake is not having that system to record your social proof so you know what permission you've got whether you've got permission to share it or not have you got permission to share it with a headshot for example when did you last share it what product or service does it relate to how old is it and i think that's a really important one to remember because if somebody has said um oh you know i loved this service that they provided and a year later you still provide that service but it's slightly different is that testimonial still relevant you need to know when you collected it and knowing which product or service it relates to might sound pretty obvious but if they haven't said specifically in the testimonial in a year from now, you're not going to know what they've related it. What it was related to. So make sure that you've recorded that. I can guarantee that is the truth. <laughs> 100 percent. Like we, we've probably got got things that when we first saved them, we didn't record what they were from. But we're way better at that now. Yeah, yeah.
1: Number three.
0: Third mistake: sharing the same one too often. So this comes back to the need for recording. you know where you've shared it and stuff but if you're sharing the same social proof over and over again and people are always seeing that same comment or they're seeing that it's by the same person then it kind of makes them think "Mm, have you only ever worked with these people and we've seen this before
1: haven't we yeah we see the i see a lot of this but it's it makes you think okay so this is this is your super fan (laughs) Like Mm, who else are you working with? It doesn't make me think that you're having um, or they're having a big, wider impact on lots of different people um, because it's just one person whose social proof is being shared all
0: the time. Yeah. Even if it's a different comment, if it's from the same person, Mm. then it doesn't have as much impact. And I think also there's just something to be said about the diversity of the people who are, you're sharing social proof from is also really important. Those yeah. people, if they all look exactly the same and you're trying to attract people who don't look like them, then you're missing something and those people are not going to think you're you're for them. So let's be inclusive.
1: <laughs> it's, yeah, it's not just from an inclusive perspective, from a, the physical perspective, it's also from... They need to be able to resonate and see themselves regardless uh, mm. that they fit with you or fit with your brand. Um, so, yeah, they need to So variety and yeah, being as inclusive as possible is always a good thing.
0: Yeah. And um, obviously, make sure that you've recorded when you last shared it. Number four. And then I think the final mistake, so mistake number four is not adding social proof to value led content. Or not making that content valuable when you do share social proof so either way around if you you might create a really great piece of value-led content there might be a you know an opportunity there to add in some social proof or it might be that you're sharing social proof how can you make that valuable because people don't just want to constantly see social proof in that truest form where it's just somebody going oh this person is amazing you know people soon tune out to that and as much as that is really important for somebody who's coming across you you still want that content that's going through somebody's newsfeed to be useful so sometimes just a little sprinkle of social proof on top of a value-led post can make it much more impactful to make that message resonate more make people trust you more make people really trust what you're saying as well now, if all of that sounds like a lot of work, then you're going to love what we're about to share. You see, over the years, we've been looking for the perfect system to store all of our content ideas, our social proof, our UGC, product links, photos, and everything else that we needed to make content creation easy. But we never found anything that did everything we wanted it to do. So we created it ourselves. If you go to the forward slash system, and we'll put that link in the show notes too it's the com forward slash system, you'll find out all about how you can create your own content inspiration system. And trust me when I say this is a game changer for your business. So go check it out. And in the meantime, have a great week. We will see you again, same time, same place next Tuesday. Bye-bye. Au revoir.